throughout our day, around us, in front of us, behind us, on either side, above us, below us. We're enveloped in your presence. And you guide us, Lord, to places of victory, of encouragement, of strength. All of that found in you. And Lord, we thank you for being palpable in our lives, being present in our lives as we've, as we've been able to sing. But we sense, Lord, um, your glory, your presence here in this place. And we know, dear Lord, in every home and everyone that is gathered with us tonight, they can feel it as well. And your presence brings, Lord, just calm and peace. It gives us purpose once again to move forward. The Lord is laced with encouragement. Allows us, Lord, to weather the storm and push forward to the other side victoriously. Your presence also, Lord, woos us into worshiping you and praising you. The very fact, Lord, that we as frail human beings can stand before an awesome God, your presence. Lord, it draws us to worship and to praise you. So we thank you, Lord, tonight. Be glorified. Be exalted always. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated, and I want to just welcome you in joining us tonight, this Wednesday, for our Wednesday service. And thank you for taking out the time to be able to uh, just carve these moments that we have. We need all the encouragement that we can get, and God is an encouraging God. Uh, we, know, we need all of his love, and God is not judgmental over us. Rather, he's re he receives us just as we are. And tonight, I would like to guide you through Psalm 103 and talk a little bit about rediscovering and rediscovering God's forgiveness and mercy. I think we are creatures almost of habit, for sure, but also we need to be reminded every once in a while about God's, God's forgiveness over our lives and, and His mercy. And forgiveness is an important thing to always park our minds on because much has been given to us in forgiveness. And as we uh, feel that and sense that uh, ever more, more deeply, that allows us then to be just like God in forgiving because nothing makes us more like God than our ability and our willingness to forgive. And we need to be reminded of that in our, in our minds. And I think Psalm 103 is a wonderful starting point for that kind of reminder. And then also mercy. Mercy is actually um, a legal term. And what we find in mercy, that doesn't mean that you're not guilty. It just means you won't have to pay the penalty for that guilt. It doesn't mean that you're not a sinner, that you, your Bible says we're all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So those labels and classifications still... Stay with us, but on sentencing day, we are declared innocent. We are declared covered. We are declared uh, the recipients of the mercy of God. And I think those two concepts need to be held in balance. One, that I am forgiven, and, then the other, and so it helps me to forgive. But then the other concept on the other side is this idea of mercy, that I really don't deserve the goodness that I'm enjoying. I really don't deserve the favor of God that I have over my life because I'm guilty as charged. But God walked into the court of judgment and then extends to us mercy. And we find in the New Testament too says that the, 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 the wrath of God was uh, 
poured onto Christ. And because of him, him, he carrying the sins, we are now, we are now can come into the throne of glory um, because of God's mercy. So when I read this psalm, it, it, here's how he opens up. He actually opens up with this word of praise. And I want to uh, just guide you to uh, the reading through the, the message by Eugene Peterson. Verses 1 and 2 says, Oh, my soul, bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. And that is so powerful because I think that we need to be a people that are not constantly saying, give me, give me, give me, give me. But, the, but that a good portion of our day and our time and our prayers for sure can be that, that Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2, to bless the Lord for all the blessings. And, and if you notice, it isn't just the blessings that um, we're going to receive or the blessings that we have received, but it's the blessings that we have already gotten from God, that God has already extended. And oftentimes we, we forget. That's why it's to rediscover. We forget that we've survived. We forget that we weathered the last storm. We forget that we didn't make it through because of our own abilities or creativity. But had the Lord not been by my side, I would have been swept away. And we need to be reminded of that. And that's what the psalmist here does. He says, I need to bless him, and I cannot forget a single one of his blessings. I like verses 3 and 5 because 3 and 5 makes me rem uh, reminds me, and this is rediscovering again, rediscovering God's forgiveness and mercy, that God handles it all. He handles it all. And we have to have a faith that embraces that completely. Look at the way it's written uh, in verses 3, 4, and 5. He forgives your sins, every single one. He heals your diseases, every single one. He redeems you from hell saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty, eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. I like that last phrase. You're always young. You're always beautiful in his presence. You're always pleasant in his presence. God doesn't see the failures and our faults and the cracks in our veneer but rather the Lord sees us as beautifully handcrafted by him. That's how he sees us. And the premise here that really speaks to me as I read, as I read this psalm was God handles it all. Sometimes we think that he's far away. No, he's probably closer than what you think. Sometimes we convince ourselves that he's not going to answer this, pray, this prayer in a favorable way. But, you know, he knows all things. He'll handle all of it. And we just have to live convinced of that. Our level of faith and trust in him has to be at that in that degree. And tonight I just want to remind you that you might be going through and you can't seem to end this uh, horrible episode that you're in, horrible season that you're in with family or finances or whatever it might be. God handles it all. There's nothing that surprises him. Nothing. We have to live convinced. And then he sees us even in our worst moments. He sees us, as it says here, as young in his presence. He sees us as beautiful in his presence. That's powerful. That should encourage you tonight as we listen to that for a moment. So the next thing that I see on here is verses 6 to, through 18. And I won't read all of that, but it's that in the first part I mentioned that God handles it all. But here, God makes everything work out. You know, and, and oftentimes that's what we need. 
God needs to work out the mess that we made. <laughs> the, the, the mistakes, that, the bad decisions and the consequences that we're suffering because of not him or them. It's because of our poor judgment and poor decision making. But God makes everything work out. Now, now, be patient with me for a moment because sometimes in God working, uh, working it out and working us out of the mess we got into, it takes time. And we always live under the notion that I prayed, so I should, by the time I get off my knees from praying, the, the answer is then, no, no, no. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to untangle the mess that we have made. But God makes everything work out. There's a verse, right, that we're, that's what we're reminded now, is uh, uh, all things work together for good. And, and, and we have to realize that sometimes, and most of the time, many of the times, it's our own poor decisions or our are not waiting and, and being impatient and moving forward in a way that we should, if just wait a moment, I, I like this whole concept of just waiting 24 hours before you even say anything, even the smallest thing. Because we, we think differently once we let things marinate inside of us for a while. And, and, uh, and, and, and we're able then to make a, a judgment and a decision that's pleasing to God, pleasing to us, pleasing to those around us. So God makes, every, uh, makes everything work out. He says it there. God makes everything come out right. Right? That's where he puts it. If we read further down, he said, God feels for those who fear him. Keep in mind that we're made of mud. Keep in mind that's where the forgiveness and mercy kicks in. Keep in mind who we are before this awesome God. How awesome he is. I mean, he could, why would we have a, an appointment to speak with God in our prayers? God created everything, including us, and, and he allows us to be in his presence. That is amazing. And here he's saying, remember, that we, we came out of mud. God's love, though, is ever and always eternally present to all those who fear him. This is verse 17. God's love, though, is ever and always eternally present. My goodness, that description. Ever and always eternally present to all who fear him, making everything right for them, and I love this part, and their children. And one of the things that keeps me going, really, uh, in my walk with the Lord, is that idea that, that's mentioned right there in the psalm, is that God's blessing is not just for you, but listen, you need to hold on because your children, grandchildren, and future generations, and even people that might not be children in blood, but those that are close to you will be blessed as you remain faithful to God. I believe there's a spiritual component to that concept. And that is if, if I serve here as a pastor of this church and I'm faithful to God, the blessings of God are going to pour over to the congregation. The blessings of God are going to pour over to those, even those that may not want it. That's the way God works it out. Thank God. Hallelujah. I, I'm fully convinced today I'm enjoying a lot of the, my mom's prayers that she put up. She's been gone for so long, but they're held up there before the presence of God in heaven, and I'm enjoying the blessings of those prayers that were sent up there. Be, remember that. You know, even where you work, people around you will be blessed because you're holding on to the Lord. Even where you live, your neighbors will be blessed. That's what being the salt and the light of the earth is all about. He alludes to that today in there. He says he, he makes everything right. He is ever and always eternally present for all those who fear, making everything right for them and their children. God will bless your generation. God will bless the people that will come in after you. 
The third and final concept that I want to talk to you about this psalm, the first one was God handles it all. second one was God makes everything work out. The third one is God is truly worthy of all adoration. He's really worthy because of what he's done. Look at how he says it in the psalm. He closes this psalm almost like he starts it. Verse 19 and 20 through 22. God has set his throne in heaven. He rules over us all. He's the king. So bless God. Then he says, you angels ready and able to fly at his bidding, quick to hear and do what he says. Bless God. All you armies of angels alert to respond to whatever he, he wills. Bless God, all his creatures. I think if uh, one of the characteristics that the church needs to have is definitely we need to exude the love of God. That's for sure. Particularly in the world that we're living in where there's so much negativity. We have to exude and reflect the love of God. But the other thing that's vitally, vitally important is that we need to become praisers. We need to become people that worship, that adore. Not a building, not a person, not a philosophy, none of that. But God, he, it's, he says here, he's the king, so bless him. And we need to acknowledge him and acknowledge him always. And, and let me just stay on that for just a brief moment. How can I worship God? You know, every area of your life should reflect and point to God's favor over your life. Whether it's at work, whether it's conversations, where you walk, how you handle yourself, how you, how you plan out your 24 hours of the day. All those things should point to integrity, responsibility, seriousness, loyalty, faith. When you include all of that in all of your living, actually when you do all of that, you're living in holiness in my opinion. But also that glorifies God that projects that you work on and programs and things that you're involved in, deadlines that you meet, all of that glorifies God. How you treat people glorifies God. And that is adoration before him. Because remember, praising and worshiping the Lord is not just the moments that we have here in this building, in the sanctuary, but it should really be a lifestyle that's 24 hours. So tonight, rediscover God's forgiveness. Tonight, rediscover his mercy toward you. Let those two discoveries take you forward to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Takes you to the place where you bow to him and worship and adore only him. Father, I thank you for these brief moments that I have to share with the church today and our friends that are joining us tonight. Lord, and I love the way the, the word, the Bible, just speaks to us, Lord, at the precise moment. And I know that brothers and sisters and families and friends that join us tonight that are, are going through challenging moments, and tonight just, they just need to remember once again your forgiveness and your mercy. Let them be able, Lord, to let those ideas and concepts, concepts float in their minds and that that will draw them to a place, Lord, of being settled that you are the king, the only king that we can worship, only you. Allow, Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit to, to just go to the homes and to the workplace and where your children are gathered tonight and that we can just sense, Lord, once again, your presence, your power, your anointing, and we can give you glory always because you are worthy. Thank you, dear Lord. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Let's worship the Lord.